and was shouting like a madman. Looked like Mr. Clean. The next thing he said was, Slime in the ice machine. I said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Filthy utensils and roaches on the floor. Small food in the freezer, mouse droppings by the door. And Slime in the ice machine. Hey everybody, it is March 12, 2021, and the H today stands for, hey, those are some good players you got over there. Can you trade them to me for some possible assets in the future? Yeah, March 25th is the NBA deadline, or the trade deadline, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, this is the, op- I, I, I'm spoiled the last, you know, decade or so, I've been on the other side of the trade deadline. I've always been, for the most part, on the team that's looking to pick up that extra spare part or two from the struggling teams to make the put, you know, to make the playoff run, what have you. And, uh, not the case this year. It's the exact opposite. It's a pretty much, uh, it's like a, it's, it's like a foreclosure sale on the Rockets and everything's got to go. So last week I had even predicted the three that I thought were, I mean, it's not even like a predicted. It's a pretty obvious prediction that Tucker, Oladipo and Gordon would be the, the, the three getting the lion's share of the attention Oh, and, and real quick, though, I wanted to talk about the uh, the losing streak has continued. It's been a week now. They had a good week rest from the All-Star break. Let's see. Houston Rockets standings. Was that a 13-game losing streak now they're on or a 14? Oh, it's a, it's a 14. Excuse me. So, yeah, it was funny. I was thinking about recording this last night, and then I was like, oh, I should watch the Kings game first. And then I was like, wait a minute. The Kings game's on League Pass. You don't even have League Pass. Like, uh, you're going to have to... Listen to it on iHeartRadio, which I, you know, I know you can stream. I've streamed things before, but it's just, like, I'm not going to give my computer aids to watch the Rockets lose to the Kings by 20 points, you know? And it's like, <laughs> so, I, I and then it ended up being a moot point because I fell asleep at, like, 8 anyway. So, even if I was going to watch the game, I missed it. So, they're, they're, they're uh, losing streaks going, and at this point, it's kind of like, eh, might as well just, you know, tank. I, I, I'm not a big fan of... T- I don't think anybody's, like, a fan of tanking because, I mean, it's it's not, like, enjoyable. And if you and if you do it, you it has to be, like, a really well-planned-out endeavor because, you know, you're putting a lot of money on the line, in theory. And so... All right, sorry about that. Somebody uh, somebody at the door. Um, now, back to the trade deadline. Now, I was a little surprised at how poorly Oladipo, ha- his stock has, it never even rose. It's just like he joined the Rockets and it kept sinking. And I've, I even read an article this morning where they referred to him as he could go cheap, which is really bad. Because, like, the whole reason we were excited to get, because, like, I don't think anybody had any aspirations that, Oladipo, I mean, then there was that, like, little period of time, but there wasn't this, like, realistic aspiration that, like, Oladipo was going to be, like, the next face of the franchise. We all thought he was going to do a mercenary year, pad his resume, and then, you know, try and bounce, but he's not done very well. His numbers have gone down since he left the Pacers. If anything, the Rockets have gotten worse since he got there. The Pacers have gotten better. Uh, I mean, that might be unfair to him to, to say that's his fault, but it's just, it's like, from the visuals, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, you've given many people like it, 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 an incentive to come uh, searching for you. Now, then you got Tucker, who's apparently also he's actually like wanting to get out the door, uh, and he didn't even play last night versus the Kings. P- 
purely because uh, apparently his heart's just not in it. And the coach in, in Silas just even said, we're just going to move on from this. And then there is some rumors that uh, Gordon has possibly some interest from the Knicks, but apparently that it, he's considered uh, pretty low on the priority of, uh, of people that are going to come. And then there's a bunch of bench trades. I think altogether it could be as many as eight different players, which is, you know, like half the freaking roster. I don't know if all of them will go, but uh, somebody in the Rockets uh, franchise literally referred to it as just burning the house down. So we are... Last week I had like teased the rebuild, like oh, are we? We're technically there, but it, it's like yeah, we're there. We're officially at the rebuild. You're, you're dumping everything. You've got a new GM, new coach, no stars. Even Boogie Cousins is gone. So, but at this point, I it's like yeah, might as well just suck. Might as well suck for luck. Uh, which that's an NFL reference from ten years ago, but. Yeah, you might as well just try and get a lottery pick out of it and go from there. And I'm actually thinking next week, since the trade deadline will be over by then, we can talk about what trades have happened and uh, look at the kind of the trade packages that the Rockets have going forward. Because I know with the Nets deal alone, it's, uh, what, four to six picks with the swaps and all that. It's a lot to break down. So if everything goes as planned by the 25th, maybe the Rockets will have, you know, a going out of sale sale wait going out of business sale and uh, we'll have a huge pile of loot uh hopefully picks i mean and ugh, i'm sorry this is jump cut heaven today but uh one last thing before we moved on about the nba was uh, john wall again he's uh, he's not moving he's he's stuck and just a little observation before i moved on to other sports from the nba i realized that i haven't even talked about an actual NBA game yet. We're about three episodes in, and this isn't my first rodeo on like starting a, a project or something like this. So I know that usually the first episode is like, oh, everybody's checking it out. What is it, you know? And then the second episode it dips, and then the third episode it dips a little bit more. But by the third episode, the people who are here are here, and so. But anyway, I haven't even talked about the the games yet. It's all been this. It's like a. It's essentially like a a podcast about like the 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 personnel side of things on the Rockets, which so but uh on that note actually I did I did want to talk a little bit about basketball. It's the All-Star game. And All-Star games are tricky because the well, well they're tricky for for like especially in the NFL because nobody gives a shit because nobody's gonna risk getting hurt for a game after the season that, that doesn't matter, you know? The NBA in baseball have a lot more have an easier job with that because the game itself is, I guess, the less dangerous, so they can go out and actually play it. But the th- you still have a problem getting the players to, like, give a shit. And I think the NBA has done an amazing job at, like, really in- incentivizing and kind of making every aspect of it uh, a-, a competition. Because it- the All-Star game is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be during the little All-Star break. It's not, you know, there was that, what, t- a couple years that they made the World Series um, they they made the baseball all star game the winning uh, league got home field advantage and and it's just like that's just silly because it's just seems so disconnected from the ultimate goal of like determining who's the best team. So anyway, them doing the thing by breaking it up by quarter 
and then the, having the contest, you know, so it's not like a game. It's like four little games. I, I think that's genius because it is so much fun. It is so – everybody's so enthusiastic about it. And even in a year like this where a lot of the players like LeBron had even openly said, yeah, I don't really want to do this. I was against it. I watched it, though. I mean, I'm a hypocrite. I watched it. Uh, I was against it. I thought it was unnecessary. I mean, and they they barely caught, you know, that Joel Embiid had some exposure right before the game. Because, I mean, because what had – imagine if you had – the, the contact tracing and then the whole league, every team in the league was like, oh yeah, the best 30 players in the whole league can't play for two weeks going into the playoffs. I mean, that would drastically change everything. So anyway, thankfully that didn't happen. The three-point contest was absolutely amazing. It was a ton of fun. Uh, I was really glad the announcer, I think it was Reggie Miller, had said about asked him about the... Uh, were you trying to pull a Larry Bird? Because I was that's what I was doing when I was watching it. I was like, he had to have done that on purpose. Steph Curry, sorry. <laughs> to, to bungle the, the first two racks and then just seal it at the end. I mean, that was so fun. The the slam dunk contest, pfft, dud. And, and I could have told you that. Because doing it at halftime with a minimal audience, with none of the goofy shit, you know, that makes it fun. Like Blake Griffin. What did Blake Griffin jump over? Was that a Honda Civic or something? I don't remember. But, uh... The dunk contest was that was a dud. That was whatever. Uh, and then the skill, the skills contest. I always feel like when I watch it, I always watch it because it's always like right before the three point contest. So you, usually you that's either you watch it and play on your phone or you're like getting a drink. But I, I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, why not? And then again, I don't know. Maybe is I know the three point contest and the slam dunk contest are really important. But is the skill is the skills contest like really something that a player like keeps on their resume? You know, because it's like you think about like Michael Jordan won those slam dunk contests and Larry Bird won the three point contest thirty plus years ago, and we still reference them, talk about them, and it's iconic almost. But like, was there anything iconic with the skills contest? So anyway, what I'm getting at, my proposal, make it as goofy as hell. Give you some challenges where a, a real tiny, uh, tiny, relatively smaller NBA player is going to have an easy thing to get through, but then a giant tall guy is going to have a hard time getting under, and then vice versa. So, you know, make it goofy. I, I would have them like, I'd have it look like Washout or Wipeout or whatever that show is. It was, you know, or the, the the Japanese one where it's the run through the obstacle course. Go fucking don't you don't even have to do it in the stadium. Do it out in the parking lot or something. Make a huge course out of it. I, I don't know just seems like there's a lot of potential there uh, to make that fun. But anyway, other than that, the All-Star game, very needed. I think it was just kind of... Uh, I, it's just so much of a season. It's like happening in such a short amount of time that these guys really needed that break. And I think the fans needed the break. I just think everybody needed the break. So hopefully now they can come. we can come back and have a uneventful push to the playoffs and have a good old regular NBA playoff season because they, that was what killed me the most last year was missing the NBA playoffs in the traditional time because like the the first round of the NBA playoffs in April where it's like those eight games in the first week and I love that so fun. So that was that was what really sucked uh, for me with coronavirus and I'm the only person who had anything negative happen to him uh, from coronavirus. So anyway, moving on. Let's see. Astros. Astros. Regular season starts April 8th. I think unless something drastic happens, I'm probably not going to start talking about them till then. Uh, the Texans. As pr- Pretty much as I 
<laughs> like as I had joked uh, about Watson going to the Cardinals as soon as uh, everything happened with J.J. Watt, that's where everybody's going to. And I dug a little bit into it because I, at face value, I didn't think it was going to happen because it just seems like even though Deshaun Watson's this like once-in-a-generation asset to go up on the market like that, you know, like the comparison I had last uh, last week to like, you know, finding a diamond in a crime scene. It's like, well, what do you do? How are you going to actually convert this into, uh, you know, a usable asset? And I just don't know if the Cardinals are necessarily going to want to be a part of that because Kyler Murray is a completely acceptable uh, quarterback. And I decided, you know what? I- I'm going to go look at like Cardinal homers like Cardinal sports writers and see what they say about it. And they're not on board about it at all. So it, it seems to be purely just this kind of almost a a fantasy thing uh, a, a, among casual Cardinal fans and just like Rockets who I guess uh, love um, to just keep the suffering going forever. Because I think deep down the Texans fans want essentially all the Texans to just go to Arizona and win you know, because we kind of had that happen with the Ravens that one year where we, we kicked all these players off and they went and won a, the fucking... And then, uh, you know, we could have had Peyton Manning and, you know, we let him go to Denver and he won a fucking Super Bowl. So I think deep down inside we, like, want the Arizona Cardinals to be, like, the Patriots of the next generation where in 20 years, like, Rockets fans will... It, it's just, it's like at this point, it's all we know is how to just enjoy the suffering. So... With that said, though, I, I don't see a Watson to the Cardinals trade happening. Uh, just too, way too many question marks. Uh, so more to come on that. And then, in conclusion, adding a sport. Uh, even though, obviously, the lion's share of everything is going to go to the Rockets, uh, Astros, and the Texans, uh, Houston does have a major league rugby team, and I am a fan of rugby. And they're the Houston Sabercats, and this is going to be their third or their fourth season COVID wrecked everything last year as it did for every you know for all kinds of stuff uh their season starts March 20th and you might be saying what the fuck do I care about that well they are working with of course some sports bookie you know one of those DraftKings apps or what have you and they are essentially free streaming all major league rugby games on the days that they happen with the exception of it's structured just kind of like all other sports where there's going to be like one really big game on CBS and one really big game on, on FS one, but then all the rest are going to be streamable for free online. And so if you've been wanting to get involved, like there is your no shit free way to get involved in a new sport. Um, that's, that is on the rise in the United States. And I don't want this to turn into a huge thing about rugby because you know, that's whatever. But uh, if you were, if you've always been interested in learning more about rugby, the SaberCats, or actually any of the major league teams, they do a lot of good work to have like YouTube videos and all kinds of stuff out there, like explaining the rules and what the hell you're actually watching. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the 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 major league uh, major league rugby association because it's a, it's American based and they know what they're getting into. Like they know that it's a niche sport in this continent, and they and they know that they've got to like pitch it and sell it a certain way uh and i've been to like sabercats games in person and it's a it's a fun time i used to play rugby so i didn't need anybody to like teach me how it all works but uh yeah if you've been looking to pick up a new sport especially if you're super depressed at how bad things are with uh, the texans you always got to see the sabercats 
And who knows, maybe one day we'll have the Houston Roughnecks back with the XFL if The Rock ever figures that out. So, But anyway, that is this week in Houston. It's uh, t- This week was a little less hellish. It's it, things are uh, Maybe things will start plateauing down to just a nice, mild stream of constant negativity. But anyway, um, let's see. Yep, I think that's everything. Anyway, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Stay dry if you're in Houston. It's supposed to rain a lot. And uh, yeah, the H is for hell. Like what you heard? Check out more at nrqpodcast.com.